KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hey there. Happy Halloween. You're listening to This Song, the podcast where listeners talk about the songs that formed and transformed them. Yes, I said listeners, because this is our listener episode. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and I'm so excited for this episode. We've been working up to it for a long time, and it is finally here. So in case you don't know a ton about this podcast, normally we talk to one musician or artist about a life-changing musical experience. We've talked to people like Tegan and Sarah and Liz Fair and Lizzo, but we here at Team This Song, we know. It's not just touring musicians who are deeply affected by music. It's everybody. Music touches and transforms all of us. And so we wanted to hear some stories from our listeners. We've been asking y'all to send us your stories, and some of you did, and we are psyched to share them with you now. And I think this is the most appropriate time to share these stories because we're nearing the end of the late giving period for our membership drive here at KUTX, the radio station where we make this podcast. And we're near the end of early voting here in Texas and in many places in the U.S. Next Tuesday, November 6th is Election Day, by the way. And what do this show, KUTX and American Democracy, have in common? Well, they're all only possible because people have decided that they want them to exist. So when you listen to this show, you make sure that it exists. And when you become a member of KUTX, that enables this radio station to exist. And when you vote, well, you enable democracy to exist. So thanks for listening. Thanks to all our members. If you want to become a member at KUTX, you can still go to kutx.org slash donate. You can become a member through November 2nd. And Thanks for voting, like in advance. Or if you haven't voted, maybe you want some information on voting in Texas, you can go to kutx.org slash vote. Now to our listener stories. The first comes from Emily Laframboise and is about a song that we've talked about before on this podcast with rapper and writer Dessa. But Emily has her own amazing take on it. So the first time that I heard Fast Car is a very vivid memory to me. I was 10 years old and it was in the summer of 1988 when it first came out. I was at a garage sale and I remember exactly where I was standing and the feeling of hearing Fast Car for the first time. You get a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Me, myself, I got nothing to prove. I had never heard anything like Tracy's voice, and I just wanted to know who it was, and I wanted to have that song. You got a fast car. I got a plan to get us out of here. Been working at the convenience store. 
managed to save just a little bit of money Won't have to drive too far Just across the border and into the city You and I can both get jobs And finally see what it means to be living So my dad took me to Harmony House, the record store by us, and I described what I had heard on the radio to one of the workers, and they helped us figure out what it was. Um, So I left there with Tracy's first album on cassette tape. I listened to this cassette tape uh, pretty repeatedly. I memorized all the lyrics to every song, and I would study the lyrics and really try to break them down and understand them. And I remember going to my parents to have them kind of help me interpret them, which led to some like serious and broader discussions related to the themes that are throughout the album. In retrospect, it's kind of funny to think of a 10 or 11 year old girl that feels really strongly about um, promoting awareness about domestic violence or is really upset and needing to talk about the extreme between wealth and poverty and having conversations with other kids and with adults about like the history of racism in this country. So definitely helped me understand a lot of issues at a um, very young age and kind of helped me develop some of my beliefs as a kid. So I remember when we were driving, driving in your car, speed so fast it felt like I was drunk. City lights day out before us And your arm felt nice wrapped round my shoulder And I, I had a feeling that I belonged I, I had a feeling I could be someone Be someone, be someone You know, she was the first artist that I really discovered and loved on my own And I, the fact that I learned of her when she was first starting her career I think in part that's why I latched on just or, or why there was so much excitement with it. We always had music playing in our house and in our car growing up. My dad, his favorite was Bob Dylan. My mom's favorite was Joni Mitchell and maybe tied with Jackson Brown. And I remember the feeling like I remember thinking like, this is my Bob Dylan or this is my Joni Mitchell. Like Tracy was my favorite and Um, I was like proud to have found her and I really held fast to that feeling. And as I was growing up and she was continuing to release music, her lyrics, it really felt like her lyrics helped guide me through a lot of my experiences in my teens and in my 20s. It really felt like a strong support to me. Um, I have rough drafts still of letters that I had sent to her explaining in detail how various song lyrics helped me kind of express what I was dealing with in my life. Like I always felt like she was able to articulate things in a way that I did not know how. I would stand outside of music venues before I was old enough to go to the shows. I'd stand outside the venue in hopes of just hearing her muffled voice through one of the doors, which I would, and then I would write a long journal entry about that. 
So I am not a musician. Um, I do love to sing. Fast Car is my go-to song for karaoke, so I'm really good at bringing down the mood at karaoke. Um, I am a licensed social worker, and I definitely view Tracy's first album as one of the avenues to my learning about social justice issues um, and inequality in the world and how this affects people, and just kind of contributed to my drive to want to do something to change that or to make an impact. Isn't that a cool story? Tracy Chapman really helped Emily find like this important part of herself and the world has become better because there's one more person in it dedicated to improving it. And it all happened because of music. Yeah. And Dessa, she talked about Fast Car. I will post a link to that episode in the show notes page for this episode at kgx.org. Our next story comes from Austin-based singer and songwriter Lee Miller. Hi, this is Lee Miller, and I've been a songwriter for over 30 years, and in high school I was a drummer, and when I got into college I wanted to study drums, so um, my drum teacher, uh, the way we would work is I would bring in 45s and of songs that I wanted to learn, the drum parts to, and some of the songs had you know, intricate drum parts, but most of what I was bringing in weren't really big drumming songs. And I think the final straw with the drum teacher was one day I'd bring in Darling Be Home Soon, the Eleven Spoonful version. Come and talk of all the things we did today. And he's listening to it, we're listening to it, and he looks at me and he says, you know, I think you're a songwriter. And it was the epiphany of all epiphanies. It's like, yeah, I like drums, but I really loved songs. But darling, be home soon. I couldn't bear to wait an extra minute if you double. My darling, be home soon It's not just these few hours But I've been waiting since I toddled For the great relief of having you to talk to So I started thinking about that and, and later that week I went to the guitar store and bought a, a, a copy, an Ibanez copy of a Les Paul sunburst for like $186 or something and, and I don't even think I, I didn't even buy an amp I just bought the guitar and started teaching myself guitar one string at a time and the first song that I taught myself on the guitar just on the, just on the E string was uh, Good Lovin' by The Rascals and I was just doing the doom doom doo 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 doom. One, two, three, doodle 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 And from that one string I said, Well, you know, these almost have associated chords with them and then I took the the notes and turned them into chords and just 
started writing songs from there. So I still love Garland Be Home Soon. Uh, both Joe Cocker and John Sebastian's versions. And um, those were my, one of my many inspirations, but a real, a real starting point for my life as a songwriter. I love that Lee's drum teacher was able to show him how much he loved songwriting. Like, that's a good drum teacher. Our next listener story comes from Joanna. We actually featured this story at the end of a previous episode of this song, but it's so good, we wanted to make sure you heard it again. So, uh, Kathy Matea released this song, I think in the late 80s. It's called, Where Have You Been? Where have you been? I've looked for you forever and a day. And the first time I heard it, I just sobbed. And the next time I heard it, I sobbed. And I, it's just the most amazing song. But it's like, it's a song, that, that it's got a story to tell about this couple's love story. And the first time they, they like, when they get together, she's kind of like, where have you been all my life? Wondering where he's been. And then the second bit of the story is he's a truck driver and he's late getting home and she's really worried about him. So where have you been? And at the end, the part that makes me sob is... Uh, they're like late in life and they're both in a hospital but on separate floors they're both sick and she's got alzheimer's and she doesn't re- recognize anybody or anything and he come they bring him in in a wheelchair to visit her and she's like where have you been and it's like oh, it kills me <laughs> every time just talking about it kills me claire soon lost her memory forgot the names of Never spoke a word again. And one day they him in. He held her well, my grandmother, my mom's mom, had Alzheimer's. And so when I went to visit her late in life, when I was in college, I went with my little brother and sister who were like nine and ten, and she recognized them and she didn't recognize me. And so he's got that. She kept saying, where's Joanna? And I'm like, I'm right here. (laughs) So I don't see how she ever sang it without sobbing. But I always wonder that about songwriters when they have a really, really touching song like that. How do you guys get through it? I'm just not myself when you're away. No, I'm just not myself when you're away. Yeah, I love that story. I cried recording it. I cried editing it, and I cry every time I hear it. So thanks, Joanna, for sharing that. And our final story comes from Austin, from Charlie Press. Hi, this is Charlie Press from Austin, Texas. Um, A song, a rock song that totally uh, changed my life was the Rolling Stones' Sympathy for the Devil. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I had older cousins, and um, 
I wasn't alive, or maybe I was just born when the song came out, um, but I heard one of my cousins playing that song when I was about five years old. And the drum beats just got me crazy. And I was dancing around all the time and they saw me dancing and they bought me a 45 single of Sympathy for the Devil, which I brought home immediately and played it on my little Peter Pan uh, lunchbox looking turntable. Pleased to meet you, hope you get my I played it all the time. I'm sure my parents must have walked in at one point when I was playing it as loud as I could and saw me dancing around to a song about the devil. I don't really know what they thought about that. Uh, they never said anything about it. But, um, but I have uh, very strong memories of dancing and dancing and dancing and dancing to Sympathy for the Devil when I was a kid before I even knew what the song was about. Hopefully my parents didn't think I was too crazy. And now that I'm 50, I guess I realize I'm not that crazy. But that song not only got me into the Rolling Stones, but got me thinking all about different kinds of percussion and rhythm in a way that um, a lot of rock songs before that didn't. Oh, yeah. Charlie is so right about the percussion on this song. It's such a jam. It makes me want to dance like crazy, too. So thanks, Charlie, for reminding me about Sympathy for the Devil. Thanks to Emily, Lee, Joanna, and Charlie for sharing their stories. And thanks to you for listening. You know, I had so much fun making this episode. I think we'll start soliciting more listener stories and work towards another listener episode. So if you have a life-changing musical experience and you want to share that with us, then please record it to a voice memo and send it to us. Our email is thissong at kutx.org. I can't wait for the next listener episode. We'll return next week with a whole new batch of stories from folks like Lily Allen and Murph from the Wombats. Until then, you have come to the end of another episode of This Song. This Song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This Song is produced by Art Levy and me, Elizabeth McQueen. Thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And yes, it's true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own hard proof. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. And hey, make sure you vote. KUT's next AT Explained live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there.